We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. This is the Luke El Giovanni Show. My name's Luke El Giovanni, investigative journalist. I have something of an interesting program for you, or I believe it to be interesting. If you do not, well, what can I tell you? Hillary Clinton officially has been named the Democratic nominee for President of the United States of America. And what a scandal. underreported news and we will conclude with stories about defensive gun use in America I will get to those stories as soon as I finish my drink Johnny Walker Black the greatest scotch in the history of the known world So, this is Luke Giovanni show. I'm Luke Giovanni. This is episode two of season three. You might notice as previous seasons, I'm no longer using any music. That's because our, our network has grown so big and so large that when we do use music, the artists are now demanding that we pay them royalties, if you can believe that. Yes, they want $25,000 if I play their song on the air for 30 seconds. So no more music, but hey, you know what? Thanks for listening anyway, you cheap bastards. Now you can find Renegade Talk Radio on iTunes, Google+, Amazon, Stitcher, Apple TV, Xbox, and a variety of other platforms. This program, as it happens, is being considered for iHeartRadio, and that is very flattering. Thank you very much. As I mentioned in the original episode of Season 3, We are planning a debate with Fox News correspondent and Donald Trump surrogate Carl Higbee, who's a friend of Renegade Talk Radio, got his start here, as a matter of fact, years ago. So, Carl's on vacation, of course. So we couldn't debate this week. Hopefully we'll debate next week, the week after that. It'll be our fourth debate. Hopefully individuals will enjoy it. So Hillary Clinton is a Democratic nominee, and what a shame... I had been stumping for Bernie Sanders for the last year. Um, 
I don't have anything positive to say about Hillary Clinton. I really don't. I don't care that she voted with Bernie Sanders over 90% of the time. It, 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 it brings me no joy to see that she's a Democratic nominee, that she named Tim Kaine as her vice presidential candidate. I mean, what a white bread vanilla bastard he is. The only reason that he was picked, in my opinion, is because he speaks Spanish. I'm very surprised that she did not select one of the Castro brothers. It could be because Kane is lacking in the charisma department and the Castro brothers are not. And Hillary Clinton certainly doesn't want anybody to outshine her. Now, just as an aside, I'm just curious if any of you out there are still interested in raising money for ALS. Uh, how many of you are still interested in poachers in Africa, a la Cecil the Lion? Is there anybody out there who's still interested in those stories from last year? Because you're all very, very serious for about three days. Man, I don't think any of you are raising money for LS or trying to save uh, lions in Africa anymore. And you're a bunch of hypocrite bandwaggers. You allow yourselves to be manipulated by a talking box and you make me sick. Obviously, you should be listening to me, Renegade Nation, and you should allow me to pull at your heartstrings because I am going to tell you the truth. So before I even get into the Democratic convention, there was this interesting thing with Sean Hannity. Uh, John Stewart came back to the Colbert show. Um, Stewart ripped on Hannity a little bit. Hannity came back on his radio program, which is disgusting to listen to. Hannity asked uh, John Stewart if he was using any of his money that he received to pay down President Obama's debt, which if you read on examiner.com, uh, one of the more viral articles that I wrote completely debunks the talking point that President Obama created debt. I'm not going to get into that with you. But it's very strange for Mr. Hannity to ask these questions. And uh, is he offering any of his money to pay down the debt accrued by George W. Bush? I don't think so. Uh, George W. Bush created trillions of dollars in debt. Mr. Hannity's not offering any money there. So, of course... Conservative hypocrisy is laid bare for all to see. Now, anyway, let me go back to the Democratic Convention. Let me start with the Democratic Convention. Let me talk about Debbie Wasserman Schultz. What an asshole. A completely embarrassing politician who is going to lose in the Florida primary in August. But Schultz resigns. She hasn't officially resigned, but she's announced her resignation after the convention's over. Before I walked into the studio, Bill Clinton was on TV giving a speech. Another deplorable, despicable political figure. I suggest individuals read Christopher Hitchens' book, The Triangulations of William Jefferson Clinton, No One Left to Lie To. Read that and let me uh, know what you think about Bill Clinton. But... Schultz is a, has been a friend of the Clintons for years. She was a big part of Clinton's campaign in 2008. And the nonsensical talking points that I am hearing from you individuals about Schultz are embarrassing. And you individuals remind me of your conservative counterparts who you deplore and you say do not use logic in their arguments. But let's just examine some of these talking points that I've heard from individuals on social media. For example, uh, some individuals believe that Schultz was a lone wolf and uh, Hillary Clinton had no no say whatsoever in Schultz uh, setting debate schedules that were set at times that were not prime time for television. 
that Hillary Clinton was not privy to this information. Some individuals believe that the emails that were leaked weren't even written by Schultz. How much sense does that make? I mean, that's your argument? She signed them and sent them, but she didn't write them. Is this the bend over backwards contortions that you individuals have to make to sleep at night to believe that your political idols are righteous and true? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're embarrassing yourselves. You are just embarrassing yourselves. I'm embarrassed for you. Now, I think Schultz is going to lose. I think that after she loses, she will probably get a job as a lobbyist or likely be named as a cabinet uh, member for Hillary Clinton if she wins, which quite frankly, I don't think she's going to win the election, but it's possible. Well, let's talk about the tone deafness of the Clinton campaign. The day that Schultz announces her uh, tacit resignation, the Clinton campaign announces that Schultz will be chairing part of Clinton's campaign. What a tone deaf idea. You take a radioactive politician during the convention, knowing it's going to be contentious, and what operative decided that this was going to be a good idea? I really question the motives of the Clinton campaign. I wonder why they have not hired me, even though I probably wouldn't take the job unless they offered me a lot of money. Because who thought this was a good idea, ladies and gentlemen? Take somebody who's radioactive, who literally is resigning for corruption allegations, and then immediately bring her over to the Clinton campaign when over 50% of the American people polled consistently show and say that they do not trust Hillary Clinton. This is a good way to earn the trust of the American people, obviously. Are you as flabbergasted as I am, Renegade Nation? It's, it's, it, it, it boggles the mind. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, now when we talk about things like this, uh, let it be noted that the Democratic Convention really has been about anti-Trump. It has not been about Democratic ideas. Which is always a folly, because when when uh, the Democrats take their time to talk about uh, Mr. Trump, they're not talking about themselves. They're giving Trump once again free airplay. They're letting him control the narrative, and his narrative is always that the liberal media, the leftist media, is against him. So anything that's said against him is not dissuading voters. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are equally disliked. They are. And what is your point? You say, what are you going to do? Vote for Trump? This was, this was literally the end of an article on Vox.com. Um, that's not an argument. What are you going to do? Vote for Trump. You should compare and contrast the policies, the policies that Trump has proposed, which are vague, against Clinton's policies. Instead, you just lay Trump out as a demagogue and say you shouldn't vote for him and you should vote for Hillary. Democrats are making mistakes. They are, they believe that, you know, Clinton has been coronated, that she will ascend to the presidency. And there are poll after, there are polls, excuse me, one after another, where Donald Trump is winning in certain swing states. Did anybody read the Michael Moore article that came out this week? Where Mr. Moore lays out uh, the five reasons Donald Trump's going to win. And he laid out a very cohesive strategy detailing how Trump really only needs to win four swing states for him to win 
the White House, to capture the White House. And I read so many comments from you individuals who say, well, you know what? We don't need you. Go ahead. Vote whoever you want. Don't vote for Hillary. Don't support her. We don't need you. Democrats need every single vote. And it's going to be to your detriment when this happens, you individuals who push this talking point, who have this cavalier attitude that you do not require votes. It's going to be to your detriment and your fault when these things happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I implore you to pay attention to the issues. I implore you to be aware. Because if you're not, well, hey, you know what? It's going to be your own fault. I'm not going to be held responsible for these things. And by the way, I'm already, I'm, I'm already over 12 minutes here. By the way, Sarah Silverman can go fuck herself. All right? Bernie supporters are being ridiculous. Wasserman Schultz literally is resigning over corruption charges, ladies and gentlemen. And Bernie supporters are being ridiculous. I would think that Bernie supporters have been vindicated over the resignation of Schultz. They said she was dirty. I said she was dirty. I've talked about her for months on social media. If anybody follows me at Facebook, you can follow me at my fan page with over 180,000 fans around the world. You can follow my personal profile. You can follow my columns at Occupy Democrats. Bernie supporters are ridiculous for not getting in line. They see the corruption. They see the way in which the primaries have been rigged. Now, there's an interesting article from Politics USA that's been circulating that describes how Schultz did not rig the primaries for Clinton. And what a uh, what an authority on political theory, Politics USA. That's your argument? This trash website that offers an editorial analysis. It's just individuals read headlines. They don't read facts. What about uh, Arizona, where 80% of polling places were reduced? What about the absolute ridiculous law in New York, where individuals had to be pre-registered as Democrats 180 days or something before the primary, the longest period? Now, Schultz didn't have anything to do with that, but we're talking about how the primaries were rigged. And then Silverman says that Bernie Sanders are ridiculous? No. No, okay? Silverman is ridiculous for making that point. And by the way, I don't think she won herself any Bernie supporters by doing that. I know that my opinion has never been changed when somebody calls me ridiculous or they say that my positions are immature. Talk to me about the facts. And the facts are Schultz is resigning for corruption charges. The facts are that the day she resigned, the Hillary Clinton campaign brought her to their campaign in a prominent position. Does that make any sense to you? But Bernie supporters are ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I'm Luke L. Giovanni. I'll be right back. Thank you very much. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. 
So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Shocking, the most offensive radio network in America. This is Luke El Giovanni Show. I'm Luke El Giovanni. So we're back. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Obama administration, something that has come up, uh, revelations that uh, they bother me. Now, I don't think that there's anything wrong with calling out your political counterparts, your friends, And uh, I'm not necessarily a friend of the Obama administration. They've done some good things. They've done a lot of bad things. And this is something that I believe that they've done, which has not contributed to society. It's a detriment. Um, And I I, I implore individuals to speak out when they see something wrong, when they see something that they do not believe should be happening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your duty as an American, as a patriot, to speak out against these things. So I want to talk to you now about how the Obama administration has brokered more weapons sales than any other administration since World War II. Does that make sense to you? The party of peace, the Obama administration, the president who literally won a Nobel Peace Prize before he brokered any peace has been selling more weapons than any other administration since World War II. Now, American firms dominate a global weapons market where more than $70 billion of sales happen each year. And you'd expect that you might hear about this from time to time, but not really, not with the global arms trade. Maybe a story or two a year within the mainstream media. And usually it only when annual statistics come out uh, on the state of the military industrial complex businesses. Uh, and these numbers really should stagger anyone. If, you, uh, if you're a reasonable individual, you might find it shocking that the United States was credited with more than half the value of all global arms transfer agreements in 2014, which is the most recent statistics that we have. That's $35 billion. Now, behind the United States at 14%, the world's second largest supplier is Russia. The the U.S. share has fluctuated between one-third and one-half of all global market weapons sales for the past two decades, peaking at 70% of all weapons sold in 2011. Now, there's an individual by the name of Vice Admiral Joe Rixey, who heads the Pentagon's arms sale agency, which is known as the Defense Security Cooperation Agency, and he estimates that arm deals facilitated by the Pentagon top $46 billion in 2015 and are on track to hit $40 billion in 2016, ladies and gentlemen. Does that sound right to you? President Obama won a Nobel Peace Prize... And billions of dollars of weapons are being sold. Now, here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. Here's something that you may find odious. The Defense Security Cooperation Agency is funded from a 3.5% surcharge on all the deals it negotiates. They get a premium for selling weapons to other nations. 
And of course, this gives more incentive for the Department of Defense to sell, sell, sell. And the Obama administration has proved itself to be a good friend to arms exporting firms. During President Obama's first six years in office, there were more than $190 billion in weaponry that was sold. More than any U.S. administration since World War II, ladies and gentlemen. A president who has been named the peace president. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Think about this. For, think about this. And now, on top of that, there are weaker regulations that make it easier for arms smugglers and human rights abusers to get their hands on U.S. arms. For example, there are 36 U.S. allies from Argentina to Bulgaria to Romania to Turkey that no longer need licenses from the State Department to import weapons and weapons parts from the United States, meaning that they can get guns in boxes and bombs in boxes and put them together themselves with slave labor. And that's okay. Think about that. That's okay. That's fine. And our government sanctions these things. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, how is this happening? Now, the most damaging deals and possibly the most lucrative sales have been to Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia has been using these weapons in their brutal war with Yemen where thousands of civilians have been killed and millions of people are displaced and hungry in the country of Yemen. Is that, is that okay with you? Do you only care about what happens in the United States of America? I ask you to think about these things. Now, when it comes to business, there's no end to the good news for the Middle East. The Obama administration has proposed a new 10-year aid deal with Israel, which, if enacted as currently planned, it would boost U.S. military assistance to that country by 25%, which is roughly $4 billion a year. Now, at the same time, this proposal phases out a provision that would allow Israel that uh, Israel could only spend a quarter of Washington's aid on these arms. Now, all the money can be spent on arms, and it will all flow directly to the coffers of the military-industrial complex. Renegade Nation, think about this, okay? That doesn't make any sense. Your money is going to fund wars, which therefore sends American troops into harm, which therefore makes you and your children and your families less safe. Think about it. Just consider, just consider the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Almost $200 billion by the Obama administration in sales. And we really want to talk about guns in America? I'll get to that later, but just think about the correlation. I want to move on. I want to talk to you now about the Republican Texas Attorney General. His name is Ken Paxton, if anybody wants to look him up. Um, and the Attorney General, he accepted a $100,000 gift while investigating a company... What a nice guy. He received $100,000 from this company, and suddenly, you know, how does that happen? Uh, the company at issue at the moment is Dallas-based Preferred Imaging LLC, and they settled a $3.5 million whistleblower lawsuit, which was handled by the U.S. Department of Justice and Paxton's Texas Civil Medicaid Fraud Division. And they co-signed the agreement in June. Now, Paxton's spokesman, whose name's Mark Rylander, R-Y-L-A-N-D-E-R, if anybody wants to look him up, said that federal prosecutors took the lead on the case and that the attorney general had no personal involvement. So, gee, 
the $100,000 donation that he received from James Webb, who's the president of Preferred Imaging. Well, that was just a coincidence. And of course, Mr. Webb does not have a comment at this time. Gee, I wonder why, ladies and gentlemen. And this just underscores the potential conflicts that Paxton is navigating as Texas's top prosecutor while he is being charged with uh, two counts of uh, felony securities fraud. And of course, he's pled not guilty. Now, legal experts say that while Paxton accepted the money in office, that it wasn't necessarily against the law because Texas has very loose ethical laws. But doesn't really look good, does it? $100,000 from the company that's under investigation? Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you to pay attention to these minute details, to pay attention to these smaller cases which are not propagated by the national media because they don't present a certain narrative. You could talk about how, oh, Republicans are bad or liberals are bad, but when you talk about an attorney general, people, who cares? Who, what, what does an attorney general even mean? It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm worried about the presidential election in the United States of America. This attorney general made $100,000. doesn't matter to me. Ladies and gentlemen, there is corruption up and down the line in our country. This is just another example of that corruption. It's another example of why you should be outraged. It's another example of why you should speak out. I really hope that you will. I hope that you'll take this program to heart and pay attention to what is happening to our nation. And if you don't, it'll be to your own detriment because eventually it will be too late and you'll throw your hands up in there and say, why didn't anybody warn me? Why wasn't I told? I'm Luke El Giovanni. Renegade Talk Radio, Luke Algevani Show in our third season. I'm telling you, listen to me. You think I'm lying? Look it up. This is all easily verifiable information, ladies and gentlemen. You will not find anything on this program that is not easily verifiable. Check it out for yourselves. I'm Luke Algevani. I'll be right back. Thank you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. back for round three ladies and gentlemen buckle your seatbelts my producers have very politely asked me no longer to drink on the air but that's not happening and quite frankly I'm the biggest one here size wise so if they want to fight me that's okay So, now it's the third segment. I close my programs on the third season with underreported defensive gun use stories. I had a lot of good feedback from this last episode. There was some negative feedback, too. Oh, gee, golly, Lou, you know, you, you pick and choose these stories, but people get killed with guns, too. I'm not saying that individuals are not maliciously killed with weapons. I'm saying that the narrative offered by the media typically does not include this type of information and therefore i feel compelled to share this information with you i'll offer links to these stories um on the various platforms and you can you can review them yourself i have a few humdingers from today july 26th i'll begin in philadelphia there was a suspected robber who picked the wrong target and now is in surgery it started at a golf gas station in philadelphia 
an employee went to get into his van and there was a man inside the van holding a gun and he told the employee to get inside but the employee ran back to uh, the golf gas station and the armed man took the van okay so he stole the van except the man got greedy the man was about halfway down the block when he approached another man who had coincidentally just went into the gas station and bought himself a bag of chips and that man was carrying a weapon a legal weapon ladies and gentlemen so the armed man pointed a handgun at the vic at his intended victim but then the victim pulled out a gun and he fired three shots at the robber he hit the robber in the abdomen he hit him in the hand he hit him in the back And he had a license to carry his weapon. Now, we don't know if the shooter's going to face charges yet, because this happened today. I believe it's very unlikely for the man whose name has not been released, likely won't be released. If you want to follow this story, I'll be following it. But what would have happened if that man did not have a weapon? Would he have been shot? The man had already committed a carjacking at gunpoint he was robbing another individual what if the man didn't have any money what if he didn't have what the carjacker wanted what would have happened then ladies and gentlemen ask yourself these questions there are a lot of you individuals out there who do not like these stories and I say to you that's too bad because the world in which we live does not, the, does not fit the narrative that you offer there's an individual who's at work he gets carjacked. There's an individual who went and bought some chips from a store. He almost gets robbed. And he stops this, uh, this criminal in the street, shoots him three times. I say good. There's a lot more stories, ladies and gentlemen. You'll notice that these stories are fresh and recent when you follow my program. I'm not drudging up old information. I'm drudging up information that happened today. It's Tuesday, July 26th. I want to talk to you now about Osley, Kentucky. There were three criminals involved in this. Alleged criminals, ladies and gentlemen. They have not been proved guilty by the legal system. They have a right to a fair trial. They have not been convicted of anything. So this allegedly happened. Okay? Let's just preface that. But the names are Charles Harris II, 42 years old. Linda Peters, 36 years old. And Jamie Farthing, 35 years old. And they went to the home of James Stewart. And it all happened at five in the morning when he answers a knock at his door from a woman. He opens the door and suddenly there was a man standing there with a gun in his hand. Little did he know, Mr. Stewart had a gun behind his back when he opened the door because you, that's something you might consider when somebody knocks on your door at five in the morning. Maybe it's somebody in distress. Maybe it's somebody looking to rob, rape, murder your family. Who knows? It's a dangerous world in which we live, ladies and gentlemen. So, Mr. Seward said that he did what he needed to protect his sleeping wife. And by the way, Stewart and his wife were robbed at gunpoint seven years ago. Stewart says, I had my pistol in my hand and fired four shots. He fell to the ground and he never moved. Charles Harris II was pronounced dead at the scene. The man with the weapon. He also injured Linda Peters, who ran to the getaway vehicle, and uh, Peters was taken to the hospital. She had been shot in the arm, so she's not going to die. 
but she'll be obviously facing attempted robbery charges, perhaps aggravated robbery because weapons were involved. Mr. Stewart is not going to face charges from this. The driver, Jamie Farling, has been arrested. She's been charged with first-degree robbery in connection with the case. And you really have to wonder what would have happened had Mr. Stewart not had a weapon. He answered the door trying to be a nice guy, a good Samaritan, woman's knocking on his door five in the morning. A man standing to the right of his door with a weapon, tries to enter his home, his wife's sleeping in her bed. What would you do, ladies and gentlemen? What would you do? Your mother, your wife, your sister, sleeping. Somebody's at your door five in the morning, puts a gun in your face. What do you do? Would you rather not have a gun? Would you rather not have a weapon? Really, ask yourself that question. Would you rather not have one? I would rather have one. I'm glad Mr. Stewart shot and killed this man. Glad he did it. Not going to lose a wink of sleep over it, ladies and gentlemen, and neither should you. Move on. More stories, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, there's a story that happened right here in Las Vegas where we produce and we record and we broadcast Renegade Talk Radio from the Renegade Talk Radio studios where I am in Studio D. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it, it's a shame. It's a shame that individuals have to protect themselves from violent criminals, but that is the world in which we live. Now, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police say that gunmen tried, tried is the key word, to rob a, a group of individuals playing Pokemon Go at a Las Vegas park at 4 a.m. Monday morning, July 25th. What was that? 30 hours ago? 32 hours ago? So there are six people at this park, east of the downtown area, playing Pokemon Go, looking for Pikachus, Jigglypuffs, whatever. I don't really play the game. I'm an old guy. I got gray hair. I don't play this stuff. You guys want to play that stuff? Go ahead. I think it's cool. It, uh, it, it, it creates community interaction, individuals getting exercise. Good stuff. I like it. I don't play it. It's fine. So an armed man in a juvenile drove up in an SUV and they demand at gunpoint the possessions of uh, these six individuals. One of the Pokemon players had a concealed weapons permit, and he drew his own gun in defense of the group, and the driver of the SUV started shooting, so of course the Pokemon player exchanged fire. One person in the Pokemon group got shot in the stomach, and he was taken to the hospital. Now, we don't know if the person who was shot is also the player who had the gun, uh, the details, because these cases take a long time for police to release all of the details, we don't really know. But we do know that they were minding their own business in the middle of the night, playing a video game, when two criminals came up to them and demanded their possessions with a gun. And then they showed a willingness to shoot these individuals because one of the people minding their own business was shot in the stomach. What would have happened had the individual not had a weapon to protect the group? Would they have shot them all? Ladies and gentlemen, and would you prefer that they did not have a weapon? Ask yourself these questions. You individuals who do not believe in the Second Amendment, who do not believe that Americans have a right to protect themselves in our country. You really get on my nerves. You really do. Because I could talk. There's so many cases. I am formerly the national crime crime reporter for Examiner.com. Examiner.com closed its doors on, on July 10th. And I have covered hundreds of cases. I'm a, I'm a trained criminal investigator. This is my bread and butter. I've seen cases like this for years. And I report on some of them now for the anti-media. 
But I can't report on all of them because some of these stories are not juicy enough. There are not enough details. Not enough people were killed. Not enough money was taken. It's just not sexy enough for publications to do the stories. But the truth remains that the man who was shot by the Pokemon player appeared with a gunshot wound to the back at the hospital where the individual who was playing Pokemon Go who had been shot in the stomach also went. And lo and behold, the same SUV was also in the parking lot. Both individuals were arrested. The man who was shot and the driver were both arrested at the hospital. Charges have not been filed yet because it's still under investigation. But ladies and gentlemen, what would have happened if you didn't have a gun? Would you prefer they didn't have one? Would you prefer that, you know, they just get robbed and get shot and people go on their merry way because that does not interrupt your narrative that all guns are bad and that individuals don't have a right, don't have a right to protect themselves? I think you're ridiculous. And I'm going to keep going because I'm not even close to done, ladies and gentlemen. I could do three hours of program on this subject every day. I do a 30, 45 minute program once a week for Renegade Talk Radio and they, 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 they compensate me very well for my time. But I could sit here and do this all day long. But I just think that some of you wouldn't appreciate that and that's okay with me. Because I'm telling you the truth. I'm giving you the facts. I'm telling you about the uh, horrible world with which we live, ladies and gentlemen. It's not my fault. I didn't create this world. I just talk about it. So let's talk about Amelia, Virginia on July 24th, Sunday. Let's talk about Sunday, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Where a 21-year-old man named Taven D. Coleman was charged with robbery, use of a firearm and commission of a felony, discharge of a firearm in an occupied building, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and possession of weapons and ammo by a convicted felon, an individual who had a violent criminal history. Coleman was one of two suspects involved in a home invasion in Amelia, Virginia. Amelia County, Jettersville, Virginia. Now, the, the, the details of this case are scant. It's a low population area. There is not a big media presence there. Uh, the police say one male suspect was injured when he and the homeowner exchanged gunfire and that suspect was trespassed, transported to a medical center by MedFlight. The homeowner and his family were not injured in the incident. The second suspect fled in an unknown vehicle prior to the sheriff's office arrival. So these individuals tried to rob a man and his family. The man shot one of them. And his life was, he didn't die, not yet. And that's all that we know. That's the only story that's been published about this. Would you prefer the man didn't have a weapon to defend his family when uh, people come to rob him? To do harm to his family? Who knows what would have happened to his wife, to his children? Who knows what would have happened? We live in a universe of unlimited possibilities, ladies and gentlemen. You think maybe they would have said, oh, hi there. Well, you know, I'm poor. I need my money. Um, Give me your money and I'll leave you alone. That's your best case scenario. What happens when uh, the worst case scenario happens? They take the money and they decide, listen, we don't want to have any witnesses here. And they murder everybody. Then, of course, the narrative is, well, you know, a gun was used to murder people. And certain listeners of Renegade Talk Radio, they like that. They don't like it when individuals in America protect themselves with a weapon. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, you know, get on my nerves. I'm going to move on 
yesterday in Chicago, shortly before 6 a.m., there was a 57-year-old man who was getting on his motorcycle. He was approached by a man and a teenager who announced a robbery. Give me all your money. Give me your keys. Give me your wallet. Now, this individual was a civilian employee of the police department. Keep in mind, he was not a police officer, but he had a weapon. And he chose to defend himself. He drew his weapon after he was accosted in a parking lot at 5 in the morning. The sun's not even up yet. And he shot the 31-year-old in the neck. Now, his 17-year-old counterpart, his getaway driver, fled in a van. But he was also arrested a short distance away. Ladies and gentlemen, what would have happened... Had this individual not had a weapon. His name hasn't been released, nor should it be released. Why should his name be drugged through the mud for individuals who are anti-gun to go and harass him and his family? Now, the names of the criminals haven't been released yet because this case is still under investigation because it's so fresh. It happened yesterday, 6 in the morning. What would have happened if he didn't have a gun, ladies and gentlemen? Charges are still pending. Quite frankly, I'm glad that he shot the man in the neck. Glad that he did it. You know, like that, oh well. I want to roll back. There's one more case I want to talk to you about. It happened last Saturday. Another case where there's not a whole lot of information. A town called Charleston, Missouri. 9 a.m. Saturday morning. Charleston Police Department responded to a report of a person shot. And they found Christopher Flanagan, 28 years old, dead from a gunshot wound. The suspected shooter was at the scene and was taken into custody. Now, there was a robbery that happened. We don't know all the information because, once again, these are not large communi- these are not large these are not large communities. The information that's available evolves over time. If I had a show every day where I only did crime reporting because I'm a political consultant, if I only did crime reporting, I would talk about this all the time. But I just saved this for my last bet. I saved this for you to let you know about underreported defensive gun stories in America. I think it's very important for you to hear this information. I think it's important because the narrative that you receive from the mainstream media is not the reality. There are individuals every day in this country protecting themselves, and they have a right to protect themselves. They have a right to shoot people if they try and rob them. There are certain states with stand-your-ground laws that say that you must flee, and if you try and flee and then an individual is trying to rob you or harm you, pursues you, and you can't escape then you have a right to defend yourself. It's very important for individuals to know the laws in their state. Because if you, somebody's trying to rob you and you don't try and get away from them and you just take out your gun and you shoot them, you may be guilty of manslaughter. You may be guilty of aggravated assault or attempted murder yourself. It depends state by state. I can't go all th- through all the gun laws with you. Perhaps I will do that, a program on that. I think that'll be a little boring, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have time to do that with you right now. But in Missouri for right now... Another robbery was prevented because an individual had a weapon. So just think about that. Just think about think about these stories. Come to the end of the show. That's it. Thank you for listening. My name is Luke Giovanni. I'm a journalist for the anti-media, occupied Democrats. I'm the editor-in-chief of ruthless-politics.com and WTF Magazine. You can follow my Facebook page, Luke Giovanni, with over 180,000 fans. Or you can follow my personal profile. I'm mostly a friendly guy unless you annoy me. Then I may or may not take time to give you a public 
lashing just to remind people that I'm capable of doing it because I'm a busy man. I don't have time to beat up all you people all the time, but sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll take time to correct you. And people say, gee, Lou, why are you picking on people? You know, and then if I don't respond to people, they say, gee, you're a coward. Why don't you respond to people? I'll respond when I want to respond, okay? Now, you want to call me, you want to talk to me, you want you want me to consult on your various projects, you can. You can contact me at lkljavani.com, lkljavaniconsultant.com. You can call my producer here, Renegade Talk Radio. We could set up an appointment, whatever you want to do. I'm open, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have for you right now. Thank you very much. Goodbye.